He's a one-man army, sent in to stop a dictator from destroying the lives of millions. Write this down on your notepad, then read back to me. I'm going to smash your head in my knee pits. He's confused on the difference between a dictator and a dictator. And he also doesn't wear underwear. He's commando. Nope, nope, nope. Very stupid, just lazy comedy. Try something else. We're back on Jackie Talk LA. Thanks for watching. Hmm. Now with us today is John Matrix. John, you're a retired super elite, top secret black ops guy whose daughter was kidnapped by South American criminals. Yeah. And you've got one of the highest confirmed kill counts in film at 81, according to moviebodycounts.com, and held the U.S. record until Topper Harley made 103 in 1993. Yeah, but that was in jest, so it should be stricken from the record. Jesting is for jesters and Canadians. Plus, I do it all while not wearing underwear. Dude, what are you doing? That's the same joke as before. I told you it was lazy then. There's not a whole lot else there, dude. I'm a Sam. Try harder. Fine. Ugh, it's super hot in this jungle. I think my sweat is evaporating inside my skin. These bugs are awful, too. I just saw one eat an entire goat. Speaking of food, do you smell barbecue? Good to see you, too. I'm just making some delightful American barbecue food for everyone to enjoy here on the set of Predator, starring me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I have dysentery, so I'm not very hungry right now, but thanks. Uh, what are you making, anyways? That looks like an arm. It's southern Mexican spider monkey kebabs. I think I'll pass too. It's delicious. You're missing out. Jesse Ventura ate the kebabs. Bill Duke ate the kebabs. Carl Weathers ate the kebabs. Nope, that's just a story you heard Bill Hader tell about when he was Schwaz's assistant. That's someone else's comedy. Shit. All comedy about Arnold is just people doing shitty impressions of him and saying lines from his movies. You guys do it. Get down or come with me if you want to live. But first put the cookie down now and stick around. Bullshit, you killed my family. You burned my village. I'll be back, so get to the chopper. Nope, saw somebody on YouTube do that. Was he wearing his underwear? Because I'm not. Gross. Hello and welcome to Sneaker Madness, the podcast about bad movies. For about bad movies, bad dialogue, bad Arnold impressions. Uh, I'm your host Justin. Uh, with me is Jackie. Hello. Uh, with me is Sam. Hello. Uh, I'm just going to do that. I like to mix it up, make sure. it a little different. <laughs> not speak English. Not really speak a, English. A radio show do could work. Everything that you're not supposed to do in podcasting, I think, <laughs> yes. is a good approach to introduce people to a podcast that let's, they may or may not care about. Let's talk about some pictures. Picture, yeah. This like, is a pictures. very impressionist artistic lamp. I like what they did right here. <laughs> Just describe some pictures of cats. <laughs> uh, uh, it's still hot outside. It's still it's almost the end of summer though, and by this time this film comes out. 
it will be the end of the Olympics. Uh, this film, this film from 1985, it'll be the end of Olymp- the Olympics. They had the 84 Olympics. Wasn't mm. that in Los Angeles? I was. They Indeed. sang We Are the World. They did do Touched that. Touched the entire globe. Oh, yeah. God, I hate that song. Pretty crappy. Uh, but that means the summer film season is over. And really, to tell you the truth, I only saw one good summer movie like that I was like Ben yeah. Hur. No, not that. <laughs> uh, it's funny that you mentioned that because we're going to talk about Ben Hur. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to do uh, a little little prediction. We have no idea if we're right or not. Okay, but uh, we want to talk about the fall Smabfa contenders. Ben Hur. Ben Hur. <laughs> Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad has uh, already been things, released. Actually, I have not. But uh, we're gonna we'll just table that. Um, so we're, if you haven't listened to the podcast for an entire year, each year we do our annual SMABFA Awards, which stands for the Stinker Madness Achievements in Bad Filmmaking Awards. 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 Um, so we have fun categories where we hand out some bad movie awards. But uh, the rules are the film has to have been released in the theater, and we usually judge it based off the Rotten Tomato score of a 30% or less. Actually, I prefer 29s with a couple outliers, but... Uh, some years it's strong enough that we can do sub twenty. Yeah, like I thought twenty's the cutoff a lot of times. I thought we were going to have a really good uh, out, like start this year because we did our episode on Gods of Egypt, and uh, we all fucking just lo- well, maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody. I loved London Has Fallen, mm-hmm. had a really good time with that, and it just seemed like we were coming out of the gates. We had so much like, oh, we did Independence Day, and like th- things are really out there this year that are uh, that could be really. Like, holy shit, much better than last year. But it's starting to shape out like a bunch of fucking comedies again. It's too bad. I don't yeah. like the comedies. No, I don't. And like last it. year, the comedies were actually not as unfunny as they had made it seem, the critics anyway. Uh, Mordecai. Uh, well, that was a Mordecai. travesty. But Paul Blart Mall Cup, too. I mean, they right. made it seem like you were going to be dump. It was like dumping acid on your face. I was like, no, nah, it's a. It's sort of funny. Yeah, it was mostly just Mordecai that was the. Uh, the abomination against mankind. Oh, that movie made me angry. Anyways, we're not going to talk about last year's Memphis. Uh, we're going to talk about the fall contenders. Uh, one of them, actually two of them, by the time this releases, three of these will already be in theaters. Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur <laughs> is one of them. I have... The, the news is out. The critics are not excited about well, Ben-Hur. What the fuck do you think you are remaking Ben-Hur? I, I don't know. And then shaving it down to two hours, Ugh. which I mean. I thought they shaved it to 90 minutes. Oh, maybe they reshaved it. But uh, last I heard it was two hours and three minutes, which I okay. was like, uh, it's going to be shit. Yeah. So I'm glad it's short-ish because, you know, everybody's crapping out these four hour fucking movies. If Russell Crowe's in it, it'd be five hours. That aren't the original Ben-Hur. Right. Yeah. Exactly. If you're so, going to make a movie four hours long, it should be Ben-Hur. But just don't do it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with Ben-Hur. You're not going to do anything. It's awesome. No, I mean, it should be as good as the original Ben-Hur, which should not be remade, I guess. I should elaborate further. Right. Well, the guy it, that they got to play Ben-Hur, nope. He's not Charlton Heston. Uh, he looks- John Huston. That's I'm John Huston Jr., that. isn't it? Yeah. I'm or, not saying that he's not a fine actor. What I'm saying is that in the previews that I've seen- they make him look like a Wookiee. Hmm. Does he not go by Jack anymore? He was going oh, by Jack. He goes by Jack. And it's not his son. It's his grandson. Yeah. Well, either way. Uh, he's been in some stuff that I like. Uh, I, I want to go back to this remaking it. I don't really care what the guy looks like. I don't give sure. a shit. Because we're only going to see it for one reason. 
uh, we already know it sucks. Even if fucking Captain McDreamy was in it, we're still going to be like, why, why fucking remake Ben-Hur? All you are going to contribute to Ben-Hur is new effects, new computer graphics. Like, whoa, we can do some really action-y things with with fake horses and fake people and like stuff that they couldn't do in the 60s. When they made Ben-Hur a movie that's all practical effects. Except for they did it in the fucking 60s. <laughs> yes. They did it. They didn't fake it. They fucking did it. Yes. People got ran over and chariots they, exploded they all over the goddamn place. Killed a man. Are you fucking kidding me? That's what you... Well, we got to remake it because we got to update it so it looks real. Are you fucking kidding me? It's... I think the most egregious offense in remaking films that has ever been done. Yeah, it's it's pretty shitty. Jackie, have you ever seen Ben-Hur? Yep. Okay. Did you like it? Yep. Yep. I don't know anybody who doesn't like it. I don't... I'm not real excited about this movie. No, I, no, I, I'm no. kind of being quiet because I... I'm just angry that they remade it. I think it's going to be shit. I hope that it has some redeeming qualities if I have to sit through it. Mm. Uh, you know, and I'm always hoping that I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I don't know. I even, just, eh. Even if we go in there and it's just only 10 minutes of giant soapy tits shaking back and forth, and it's only 10 minutes of that, it's not too much, <laughs> and they're like, just kidding. I will walk out and go, well, they shouldn't have called it Ben-Hur. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have you guys, uh, we got another one up on here called Nine Lives. Have you heard about the Nine Lives? Stars Kevin Spacey, Jennifer Garner, and Chris Walken. No. Nine Lives and Kevin Spacey's in it? How ironic. Is there a, a cat movie? It's a cat movie. Oh, wait. I did see this when my uh, niece and nephew, who are eight and ten, put this out there as a possible candidate for the movies when I was taking them later earlier this week. And uh, I was like, Oh, it's a cat movie. Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> and there's this cat and he's, he's just Pete on the, on the cover of it. Right. There's just like totally normal house cat. He's white and gray and he's peeking over the cast. Uh, do you know who that cat is? Grumpy cat. Fucking Kevin Spacey. So is it cat people remake? Uh, no, it's the shaggy dog starring a cat. Played by Kevin Spacey. Oh, no. It's the exact well, same goddamn thing. Or is it that darn cat? No, it's... Because wasn't that darn cat dog. before the Shaggy Dog? I don't think so. Uh, Shaggy Dog was like 63, dude. So was that darn cat. It was earlier. Yeah, right. That right. darn cat was funny. Dad becomes a cat because he needs to be taught a lesson because he's not being cool to his kids. Oh, I don't know if that's that darn... I thought that darn cat was no, just the a, Shaggy Dog. A cat that talks or some uh, shit. It's got 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm really glad that we went to see The Secret Life of Pets instead. Uh, 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. That is the lowest score of any film that has been released thus far in the theaters. So the critics are all getting greased palms. There's been some shit that should be under 10% already. Name one. The Gods of Egypt should have been under 10%. Oh, I don't think so. That movie oh, I don't rules. think so. I like that movie. Ha. You're being a dick now. Yeah, I, I just uh, a cliche story of "Hey, Dad, you need to be taught a lesson." So we're going to magically change you into a fucking cat again. It's just the, why even do it? Why even fucking do it? People don't even like cats. God damn it! Huh. Old ladies that sit in their house and watch YouTube like cats, not children. You know yeah. what they should have turned him into is something more modern, like a kimono dragon. Oh, that'd be cool. Or you and know, he, uh, destroys New York. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, like. Just something fucking ridiculous, like a flamingo. Like a cartoon golden retriever that wears sunglasses and his hat backwards and he's hip. Or no. 
Quit treating children like they're fucking stupid. The best-selling children's movies are original movies with original concepts and good story writing. See, uh, Secret of Nim. Secret of Nim. The Dark Crystal. The Dark Crystal. See, the Dark Crystal scares the shit out of most. Sure, but they like it. Yeah, Uh, the Skipsies. And uh, see, uh, see uh, anything by Pixar minus a couple turds in the last couple years. Um, this the brave little toaster. This type of crap is just a slap in children's face. Like, well, you're stupid, so you're gonna like this because you're yeah. dumb. Well, you know, I used to work for a children's show that had that same mentality. They, their kids, they'll watch anything. That was the why we just kept shoveling crap in the in the oven, baking uh-huh. it up. Yeah, mm. their kids, so they'll, they'll watch anything. That's no, actually a mentality. Spend ten minutes and write something good. Fuck you. Uh, last but not least, this month. Uh, to actually releasing the day of this podcast, August 26th, is Jason Statham, Jessica Alba, Tommy Lee Jones, and Michelle Yao in Mechanic Resurrection. That's going to theaters? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Well, you got Tommy Lee Jones and Jessica Alba. Wasn't the first one direct to video, though? I kind of thought it was, too. I thought it was. Yeah. I think this is going to be stinker awesomeness. Yeah, it might be. We didn't watch The Mechanic. Did you see The Mechanic? No, because I thought that it was a remake of the uh, Charles Bronson yeah, Mechanic, yeah, yeah. which not. I really like a lot. Yeah, I don't so I have seen not, the other one. Right. So if it's not, then I'll give it a shot. Yeah, so that could be the uh, Dark Horse. That could be uh, Agent uh, 47 from last year. You know? Yeah. It's got Statham in it, so... Uh, yeah. It's not really a Dark that. Horse if it's got Jason Statham Well, we, we just it. didn't see it coming, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, last but not least, at the uh, end of the year uh, is Rings, uh, previously mentioned in a, another podcast, starring absolutely nobody, starring or directed by absolutely nobody. It's just uh, the third installment of the Rings trilogy, which uh, have you noticed in the last like 10 years, people just call it a trilogy when they make the third one. Oh, it's always been a trilogy. Was it? So like the ring with. Uh-huh. Naomi Watts. Where, where they come out of the TV, right? Correct. They made that movie like 15 years ago. Yes. And then the sequel was a bunch of different people. Uh-huh. And that would have been the, the trilogy because the first one was a remake of Ringu. Correct. So this is the quadrilogy of horseshit and imagination. Yeah, but uh, we don't know anything about other cultures. So this is the third one in a trilogy. Yeah. But then none of the films are related other than they have... The fucking video. This one probably doesn't even have a videotape. It may, it may not. How do you do that? Uh, hey, uh, I went to a cabin. I checked out a Netflix movie, and it was haunted. I don't know what, what's yeah. up with that. The ghost uh, switched to DVD. She saw it coming. No, she's. It's it's the future, Sam. DVD. What's that? We don't even watch DVDs. It's it. Do, if you get haunted by a spooky ghost while streaming from Netflix, do you call tech support? I would. I pay eight dollars a month for this. Yeah, I guess it's twelve now. So like. She got out of the VHS tape and she went into YouTube. Or she's Johnny Mnemonic and she goes in the internet. And yeah. she's about to like scare you to death, I guess, because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. But you forgot to pay your internet bill. <laughs> so she so get in. She's stuck she's in your router. stuck in your router. <laughs> God damn, I miss VHS. That's what she's thinking. I just sat in a box until somebody came to the spooky cabin yeah. and rented this tape. So dumb. Uh Last but not least is the movies we haven't seen from previously. We still haven't done Mother's Day, which I heard was awful. The Boss starring Melissa McCarthy is low rated. Allegiant. See, I thought that would be under 10%. That thing got 13. raked 
13, oh. which is shitty for us because we haven't paid attention to any of them. <laughs> you know what's so fun about that is they're not even going to be able to finish that thing. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, we're going to make a series to finish it out. Yeah, you are. Right. Wait, isn't that the Divergent series? Uh-huh. Yeah, so they're going to, they split the last one into two. So they could leave everyone hanging forever because it's never going to get made Well, it's now. a Smabfa contender, so we're going to have to watch it and have no clue what the fuck anything is. Oh, no. We'll watch all of them, Justin. No, I've just called that one for we us. We don't have I time. saw the first one already, so oh, I can okay, skip that. Okay. Uh, Dirty Grandpa, Zoolander 2, The Fifth Wave has a really low rating. It's like 11%. Uh, yeah. Warcraft still out there and The Huntsman's Winter War. Oh, I think that one's going to be on my top ones. That oh. one looks cool. Okay. Looks cute, Sam. Looks cute. Yeah, not really. Oh, so yeah, it we'll, does. So uh, we'll get to those Smabfas in about uh, five months. So this movie's not a Smabfa contender. This movie is an awesome contender. It's Commando, and it's my pick, so therefore it's my week for the wild card. It's a little bit of good neighbor, bad neighbor. Oh. Okay. Mm, uh, I'm not even going to explain the rules because you're gonna, just going to figure them out. First up is Joe Crawford from Mommy Dearest. Bad neighbor. Bad neighbor. Bad neighbor. Moving on. <laughs> I mean, there's just no way around that one. <laughs> I figured we'd just go. To yeah. Oh, she's out there on. chopping up her trees again. Yeah. Oh, look at she's punch jogging. <laughs> Somebody hit her with a car. Next up is the Waits family from Troll Two. I don't. I don't think they'd be boring ass neighbors. I mean. Now, I want to caveat this. They're, you're not living in Nilbog, because no, then you're a troll. You live next to them before they go. There's no trolls. Yeah, you're in... Uh, well, there was no trolls in the movie. Right, so. right, right, right. There's no goblins either. Uh, if you're... Uh, wherever they're from, Chicago. Let's just call it Chicago. They seem like a, like everybody was from Chicago in the 80s. they were from Salt film. Lake. Yeah, whatever. So you just live next to them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We already stated in previous versions of the game that any pretty much any teenager is a bad neighbor. Yes, but you're talking about the whole family. Correct. Which I think that the... Uh, I, I can't. They're bad neighbors because I'm thinking about the people from the documentary and who they really are. I'm uh-huh. like, man, I'd like to live next to that guy. Yeah, George Hardy. George Hardy. He would be a hell of a neighbor. Uh, however, the family, the wife is checked out mentally. <laughs> She'd be impossible to talk to. She would steal your drugs. I don't even know if she would know how to steal drugs. She yeah. is checked out farther than that. Like she's she's not even thinking about drugs. People are just like injecting her with drugs to try to get something out of her because she's so checked out. If you try to talk to the father, he'd be like, "You know what? I gotta go. My wife's stuck in the door again." <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "How do you get stuck in a door?" You just the only way to do it is to not commit to going in or out you just get in the middle of in and out and you stay there that is exactly who she is and i'm it's pretty obvious that uh the younger daughter the teenage daughter is one of the worst teenagers to live next to i mean she is she's doing everything she's into hard shit hard boners yeah hard boners uh she's got people coming in and out of her upstairs room at all nights and they're going through your yard mostly even climbing over your tree just to get in her bedroom there's truck drivers going in there she's gross uh nope bad neighbor for her uh still michael waits you got michael the dad and uh the little boy is just such a little fucking shit no way <laughs> grandpa oh my fucking and god he's have- out there talking to grandpa again ghost grandpa hey, seth you got grandpa that's a seth shovel too. a shovel kid 
Grandpa Seth comes with the package. So you've got the a man, a thing, an entity with the powers of the Beyonder living next to you. It's yeah, all bad. That's gonna show up in your mirror and watch you get undressed. He's gonna look at your peepee. Oh, uh, Grandpa Seth has much more important things to do. No, that, he with that. is a peeping grandpa. He can destroy the universe with the power of his mind, Jackie. He's not a peeper. He can just uh, he he can, he, he can do uh-huh. anything. He's got the powers of the Beyonder. Yeah, he's still a dirty old man. Mm. You can tell just by looking at him. No, they're bad neighbors. Bad neighbors. Bad neighbor. Grandpa Seth is a clincher. Mike Rourke from Volcano. I'm going to say good neighbor. Okay. Uh, You know, he knows some shit. No, he doesn't. He knows how to dig at his nuts. Yep. Yeah, he knows how to dig at his nuts. He knows to stand underneath the the door jam. So uh, his daughter doesn't live there full time, so you got the teenager thing out of the way. Out of the way. Right? Yeah, you so can just go on vacation when she's a dog. coming to visit. Seven so, and dog. That's the dog seems nice enough. He's mm-hmm. got a truck, so if you need something to move, he'd probably help you. He'd drive really fast with his head out the window, though. The dog? No, Michael Rourke. That's just how he does it. He the, can't see through the windshield; it blocks his vision. Uh, he just likes doing it that yeah. way. That has nothing to do with vision. I think that although he's not good at his job, and he uh, he's isn't an order barker, parenting or anything else. Mm-hmm. He's probably a pretty decent neighbor. The house looks pretty well put together for a single guy. You don't think? Uh, you don't think he'd be like, "Hey, uh, let me help you with that lawnmower." Hey, uh, what's this thing over here? Push this button, and then let me get your lawnmower go. And just boss you around the whole time, and then wander off. No. Like, thanks for your help, Michael Rourke. No, no I think he just comes home after work and just drinks himself silly. Yeah, okay. he yeah. offers you a beer. And then that beer turns into six or ten beers. You okay. actually, and he's easy to get away from because he drinks three to one on you mm-hmm. and then just deteriorates. Yes. So like, you're like worried, I have to go back soon. But then you look over and you're on your third beer and there's 11 empty bottles <laughs> lined up on the windowsill and his head's starting to bob. Uh-huh. And, uh, you just sort of finish your beer. He falls asleep. You go back home. Same thing the next day. He would have interesting stories, too. So yeah. uh, I'm going to give him good neighbor. Yeah, me too. Good neighbor. Good neighbor all around. Well, who didn't see this coming? Harry Dalton from Dante's Peak. This is uh, any any character played by Pierce Brosnan. is a bad neighbor. <laughs> I think he's a bad neighbor, and he's just so overdramatic. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend died because a magna lava bomb hit her in the head. Yeah. Wow, what a dick for complaining about that. Yeah. <laughs> or he'd be like, hey, you want to come over and do push-ups? <laughs> Why? You're not. Just head bobbing. Yeah, no, bad neighbor. I just think that he would be the guy who would come over all the time. You have any coffee? Don't you go to the fucking grocery store? And no. he would try to charm you with his... Uh whether yeah. it's his Accent. magic tricks or just saying stupid things stupid that are relevant shit. to anything or like, dude, really? I don't want to talk about that. Are you fucking kidding me? I don't even hardly know you. You're my neighbor and you want to talk about my tax returns? Eat shit. Get out of here. Beat it. I'm going to say bad neighbor. And he's the wink and the gun guy. You yeah. know what I'm saying, right? That. He's, he's worse than that. I'll, I'll describe it because you're in an apartment if you live next to him because he's in an apartment. Yep. And it's a pretty decent apartment. Mm-hmm. but It's a bigger one. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be like one guy who's cooler than both of you that has a party with the other chicks that live there that are single and you're both going to be there. And that guy, he's going to kill it, not just for himself, but for you. Yes. He's that guy. Yep. He will ruin a party. He will ruin your chances of having sex 
just by living across the hall from you. Good, uh, good party, Greg. Uh, I gotta go, man. It's eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm, it's really early day tomorrow, and then suddenly it's you standing with Harry Dalton, and he wants to do magic tricks in front of you, and you're out. Yeah, you can't leave because you live in your own place. Uh, yeah, bad neighbor. Bad neighbor. Bad neighbor. Sam, why don't you tell us about Commando? Well, Mark L. Lester is making his second, but most likely not his last, visit to Stinker Madness. His first film we covered was, of course, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Classic. This week's film, Commando, is among his most popular, alongside the cult classic Class of 1984 and the John Candy vehicle, Armed and Dangerous. I haven't seen Armed and Dangerous. I guess Firestarter is probably pretty popular, too. Well, I, just, I would say Commando is by far his most popular. Most popular. Whatever, dude. I've never seen Commando. Really? I've seen Firestarter. You've never seen, seen Commando? Commando? No, I've never seen Holy Commando, but I've seen shit. Firestarter have like you, a billion times. Have you seen Armed and Dangerous? No. Huh. How about, well, a lot of people really like Night Class of 1984. Yeah. I th- I, of I all of his fine. films, it's got yeah. the most homages paid to it, I yeah. would say. Uh, fortunately for us, Lester is still turning out stinkers. His most recent effort was 2014's Dragons of Camelot. Hmm. And it looks like a lot of bullshit indeed is it that sounds like an asylum movie do you think it is i don't know if it is or if it's one of those like that dragon thing that i went on for netflix for a while i think it's one of those movies Mm -hmm. okay because they have a decent set of the costumes and loose rules Mm -hmm. seems like he would bail into their little group commando will mark the first collaboration of two hollywood heavyweights and really i what I think this film is, is a culmination of the aesthetic that uh, Joel Silver is going after. This okay. is almost the movie, like, with 48 hours, you get to where he understands the movie he wants to make. And that was James Horner that did the music for it, the late, great James Horner. And with this film, he brings in cinematographer, the guy that shot Poltergeist, okay, uh, Matthew L. Leonetti. Most of this movie, this thing would be a, a train wreck without long sequences of great music and just beautiful nighttime shots. Okay. I think that after this, both uh, Leonetti and Horner will work for Silver again. He'll bring Walter Hill back in from 48 Hours and they'll do Red Heat with Schwaz and uh, another 48 Hours. And then, of course, Silver will bring Horner back in at various stages, and he does Die Hard and Predator, and all of those movies are, are Joel Silver. And I think that eventually Die Hard is the movie that he would ex post facto say, yeah, like that's the one we got it right. But I think Commando is the closest that he got to making his perfect movie. And I think Mark L. Lester, because originally uh, Walter Hill was supposed to direct this, I think the silly business at the end is sort of where Lester kind of derailed the nearly perfect object. Hmm. <laughs> you and I have totally different views on When's this. Movie. I saw this very recently. I saw uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I have never seen this. There you go. I think that up up until a certain point, like technically it's very strong. It's the music and the pictures are working so well that you kind of don't pay attention to who's in them. <laughs> <laughs> or the silly shenanigans. John. <laughs> Schwaz will be back, so I don't need to talk much about him. Plus, 
Well, you do, because Schwaz has never had his own episode. Oh, this After is the first Schwaz. 225 yeah. episodes. He uh, had a role in Expendables 3, but uh, we've never done a Schwaz, Schwaz movie. Schwaz movie. This right. is the first Schwaz movie. But I think we need to wait for his sort of... Everyone knows who he is, and we can wait a little bit on him, because I think we need more time to figure out how many illegitimate children he has. Mm, okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, he has more than one? I don't know yet. I haven't got the math done. Maybe we're hit the books harder. Well, if you guys are part of the Arnold Schwarzenegger tree, I'd be sweet. You didn't get the right genes. No, No, you did not. But I'd go for some of that sweet cash. Yeah. Radon Chong just stopped being in stuff. I can't explain why. She isn't bad. She's not bad looking. She's better looking than most women. I think she just stopped being in movies, and I can't tell why. She did appear recently, however, in the Duplass Brothers Mumblecore film, Jeff Who Lives at Home. Really, only I saw that. Alyssa Milano, no sure. thanks. Okay. Vernon Wells was menacing and imposing as any big bad on the big screen had been when he was first seen riding around on a motorcycle with a small gentleman who he was a little too friendly with in the Road Warrior. Once in America, however, he discovered the cheeseburger. <laughs> the best they could do was apparently put him in chainmail. Because a fat guy in a sleeveless shirt is just silly, but a fat guy in a sleeveless shirt and chainmail, well, that guy is an ass-whooping machine. Oh, Bennett. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> he is... You. I, that's my like hang-up on this film. You go back and watch it after everything, and you, he you sucks. don't know it in 1985 because I was six years old. That that guy's not Action Man. He is not. And now you're tough. like, man, what a bad cast that was. They just grab somebody yeah. else. Yeah. I'm sure his acting is fine. He does a very, it's not, he sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, you just got to get somebody else. And that's where I think that some of this stuff, when and keep an eye out for it. Like when we're watching through the middle section of the movie, there's some really strong things happening, right. and there's an aesthetic there that I think defines the 80s action film. Okay, well, I don't think it's Bennett at any point. Bennett is one of the sort of peripherals that is the wrong thing that happens. <laughs> right. They should have given up on him. <laughs> like, when he showed up and he was overweight and he insisted on the sleeveless shirt, they were like, uh, no, we can find anyone, anyone anywhere. <laughs> what about that uh, sweaty guy that we just saw in... Uh... Uh, with three step Martin uh, Martin Sokus not Martin, Martin Sokus. Cove Martin Cove yeah you would have been too much money I'm yeah. sure all right fine well keep an eye out for Bill Duke yep yeah. he's in it Dan I know he can get the job but can he do the job Hidea mm-hmm. Bill Paxton yes and David Patrick Kelly as Silly who's David Patrick Kelly Warriors uh, yeah. oh yeah that guy's in a lot of good stuff yeah he's in the Crow too but yeah. you don't like that one. I don't, but uh, he's all in a lot of shit that the people doesn't Dreamscape like. with mm-hmm. Randy Dennis Quaid? Dennis Quaid, yep. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the movie's streaming anywhere, uh, but I'm pretty sure it's everybody's seen this one, so we should have a ton of listens on this one. But uh, other than Jackie, that just shocks me. It's not just that you haven't seen it. It's like everybody owns this on... This is one that I've owned on a VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Nice. With yeah, there's like I'm up to like six now that I've owned on all three. Awesome, it rules. Uh, we should have Tucker from the If We Made It podcast. He's still tentative on if he's going to show up, but this is one of his favorite movies, so uh, he's pretty jacked about it. 
Uh, so make sure to come in on Monday and listen to that episode. It should be exciting and explosions and big muscles and uh, some bitching shit at the front end with the, the uh, blazer going down the hill. And and uh, according to the commercial, actually, it's a fact. This did hold the highest body count by one single character yeah. until 1993, until that was Topper Harley. And then it didn't get broken again until uh, Shoot 'em Up which is also a silly movie and that didn't get broke until Rambo. So if you really want to take not comedies or not tongue in cheek movies, Commando's record didn't get broken until Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Again, it's so dubious. Like the body count, you're just counting anybody who falls down at the end as being dead. Yeah, but there's only one guy shooting him, so you know it's him. He's not hitting anything. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> They're just falling down from. I'll tell you, like the first I three quarters. Shot <laughs> the last quarter of this movie. You're just like, what? <laughs> this thing came off the rails. All right, get to the chopper. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper.